1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. And I think we had a great show yesterday, the introduction into AI Foundation and its founder, Lars Butler. And yesterday I demonstrated to you that I had personal communications, and was pretty close to not only a business transaction with AI Foundation back in 2018, but I actually almost owned stock in the company. (laughs) I didn't even realize that happened, guys. I I swear, I pulled up the emails to prep for the show a couple of days ago, and I said to myself, you know, I just want to go through these emails with the audience in a very transparent manner and so i didn't fully read into the emails and i actually did not realize that um i was offered stock in ai foundation shame on me i guess i should have taken that no i don't know i'm glad that i did not um throughout my life i have dodged several bullets uh, where i was very close in my political and journalism work, as well as through my entertainment work, as you could see with what almost happened with the AI Foundation, where I was about to get involved with some very bad people, and thankfully I did not, because it was not until later in life when I started to really investigate the technocracy that I realized I was in a very, very dangerous playground with some very dangerous people, and I do not want to be connected to them. So tonight, as promised, we are going to be delving deep into AI Foundation and its founder, Lars Butler. I have a lot of research, and frankly, up until this point, I'm still trying to decide how I want to present it to you. And it may seem like I am going all over the place with this, but trust me, it is worth it. Because what is happening in this real-time investigation, in this research project to develop my thesis on what I believe the technocrats are building and why they are building it and what they hope to get out of it in the future is very important and A lot of times we're going to see these dots connect the players behind the scenes, the investors, the money men, um, the government entities, all start to come together. And so you're going to see people involved with things such as Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip and with Peter Thiel's in CIA funded Palantir. Um all sort of mesh together. Eventually, Bill Gates will come into this discussion. We brought in Ray Kurzweil. We brought in Dennis Bushnell from NASA. And you're going to see that these technocrats are all working on a shared goal, a shared vision, although it may seem on the surface like a bunch of entrepreneurs, a bunch of serial entrepreneurs and investors and philanthropists that are just running around talking about the environment, talking about climate change, talking about population reduction, and they're just all working on these fancy technologies to make your life better, for you to wear a smartwatch, which I do not wear, but for you to wear a smartwatch to monitor your heart rate, to help you exercise, and it's it's not... This is not some organic um, collection of disjointed and decentralized companies and organizations and think tanks. They are working together, and they are getting their marching orders out of the major think tanks or these puppet organizations posing as think tanks, like the World Economic Forum, like... Uh, Bilderberg, like the Council on Foreign Relations, like the Trilateral Commission, uh, Club of Rome and such. They have to be because they're all working towards a common goal. And the part that Lars Butler plays in this, and he's a very, very interesting character. You will see shortly that he sort of began his... uh, a you know, public-facing career in the video game world, uh, and then eventually move through a variety of cybersecurity, government-related contracts, nuclear energy deals, metaverse development, um, through now his Artificial Intelligence Foundation, and along the way has built a portfolio of allies including high level NSA and government intelligence officials and people like Peter Thiel from Founders Fund from Palantir started with in money so today i'm going to have to sort of work backwards and you will see me pull in uh, more information on InQtel because there were people at slash gold and on Twitter and other places who have reached out to me uh, asking for more information on InQtel. Now let me tell you, InQtel, you can look it up. It's got a website. They don't hide what they do. They made investments in something like 500 companies in the United States since its founding 20 years ago. And they uh, have certain companies that they've invested in that are not disclosed, but it's not a secret. It's funded by the CIA. Money comes out of the FBI and NSA. I will show you that shortly. This is all public, uh, publicly sourced information. But I have to show you these connections to InQtel and delve a little deeper into what InQtel has been doing because AI Foundation. When they went forward with their public launch, and you saw a little bit about that in my personal emails with Rob Mallory of AI Foundation when he talked about their first round of funding, and then they would have more money to spend on the development of the project and the training of the mind twin system as they moved into round two funding. But you will see back in 2017, it was actually Peter Thiel and the Founders Fund who led the first round of funding. And Peter Thiel and Founders Fund control Palantir, which was started within QTEL CIA money. And Palantir is working on a major contract with the IRS, as well as with our defense departments, etc., etc., etc. So Palantir is just a government front company. And I will reiterate once again here, this is credited to Legal Man who's been a guest on the Thomas Paine podcast and on the Dustin Gold Standard. He has a podcast. You should check it out on Apple Podcasts. I believe it's everywhere podcasts are streamed. And that is called The Quash, Q-U-A-S-H. And he also has a Patreon with behind-the-scenes content, uh, also called The Quash. And Legal Man has said that people need to stop... Believing that the government is incompetent, the government is the most competent entity on earth. It's ever expanding. It controls the money supply. It has a monopoly on violence and force. The government can shut down any company. The government can seize anyone's assets. The government can kill you. The government can take everything you have the government can tax you the government can tell you to get a vaccine the government can put a mask on your face these are governments all across the world that now all work together under effectively what people have been calling for many many decades the new world order one world government uh etc etc it's it's in place governments all cooperate they might quarrel a little bit uh over little power struggles but in the end the majority of them are part of the world economic forum united nations cfr the trilateral commission etc cetera, etc cetera. so don't ever be fooled into believing that the government is incompetent the government is incompetent in the sense of the parts of the government that we mere humans we plebeians we peasants are allowed to interact with And that is done intentionally. That would be the Department of Motor Vehicle, you know, our local police department, our town councils dealing with the uh, post office, passport offices. Yes, they're all very incompetent. And so that is intentional. But overall, government is constantly growing, constantly expanding. They can levy taxes, they can take anything away from you by force. If they consider you to be an enemy, they can destroy you in court. And if you think you ever have a chance against the government in court, you are going to court in front of a judge who is paid by and works for the government. You are defending yourself against a prosecutor who is paid for and funded by the government. You have a lawyer who is either a public defender or paid for and hired by the government or an attorney who has to be licensed by the government to operate and you're going in front of a jury of your peers oh yes a jury of your peers who are forced to be there at gunpoint by the government and are paid a daily stipend to be there by the government and all this is taking place inside of the courthouse which is a government building so, if you ever think you can go up against the government, if the government wants to destroy you, they will destroy you. And so, when we get into this information and it says Palantir and NQTEL and the CIA and all these guys are working hard, they're investing in all these companies with our tax dollars where we get no ownership in this stock, do we, as individual taxpayers? But that they are working to protect us from terrorism. Folks, the biggest terrorism that you need to worry about in the United States government, I mean, in the United States of America, is the United States government. If you haven't learned that over the last two years, I don't know why you're listening to this show. But so we are going to get into Butler, and we're going to review the connections uh, to Peter Thiel and N.Q.Tel. And then we're going to get into Butler's resume which you're going to say to yourself, why and how did this man end up in the position that he's in with the power and the influence that he has? Why is he coming out of video gaming, now running Artificial Intelligence Foundation, which is focused on creating the mind-twinning software, which is... The uploading of one's human consciousness to a cloud to then be able to create digital projections, whether through a deepfake video synthetic CGI puppet of that person, or eventually being able to download that consciousness into a non biological nanobot Iron Man robot suit, another biological human body, or a teaspoon or a baseball bat, or a tire iron, or whatever else you want to beam your consciousness into on any given day of the week. And you'll say, well, how did he end up in this position? How did he end up this powerful? And I'm going to show you some pretty crazy stuff that he's involved with just to illustrate to you how powerful and knowledgeable and influential this man is. And then we will get into how far along his mind-twinning program has gotten since 2018 when his company reached out to me and my entertainment company to help them train their mind-twin program through a software called MindQuest in which they were going to utilize one of my comedic voice actors to help train their Obama mind-twin. Let me be clear. Here's the deal. That's my mind twin. Uh, Listen up, folks. Uh, Here's the deal. Let me be clear. And so this is going to get quite interesting. We are walking down a path that is quite dangerous, honestly. And we are delving into a sea of complete and total madmen. But these are the psychopathic, narcissistic technocrats that have power over you and me and who control our children and grandchildren's future. That is the truth. These guys are powerful. They are way ahead of us. And they are moving towards the extermination of humanity and getting us on board with replacing ourselves with artificial intelligence and robots. And they are not messing around. They want us gone and out of the way. And all of the technology they're working on proves that that is the case. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I'll be right back, right here on pain.tv. you listening to the
0: Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
1: All right, folks. Last night, um, last night I was at my first birthing class with my wife. And we are doing something called the Bradley Method. It's a 10-week, two- to three-hour-a-week class. And the woman who teaches it is also our doula. She uh, is the woman we hired as a doula for my wife, so she'll be helping my wife through the entire home birth process along with the midwife team that we hired several months ago. And so last night was quite interesting. It was uh, seven couples. They keep these groups really small. But the Bradley Method is, uh, it's not a class just for home birthers. It's for people generally interested in natural birth. So women that want to give vaginal birth and do it without uh, drugs and without, um, without uh, painkillers and such. So it was an interesting class. It was strange. There were there was a couple there with masks on, which was awkward. But, of course, they're doing their birth at a hospital. We're going to be doing it uh, home birth. And so, anyway, this woman, this doula who teaches this class, very nice woman, she is going to uh, come on as a guest. Um, I pitched her the idea, and she was interested. She will be a really good guest because she knows a lot uh, about – hospitals and all of the different regulations and rules and things that they put into place when you're giving birth at a hospital or a birth center uh, that don't really align with what birth should be all about. So she knows a lot about those regulations. And she also knows a lot about homeschooling regulations as she has three children and she homeschools all of them. And so some of the information I picked up from her uh, has been updated from one of my homeschool experts, Maria Albanese, who appears on the Thomas Payne podcast on Fridays. Maria advised me in homeschooling uh, starting several years back. And Maria did it, uh, you know, a 10, 15 years ago. So this woman has a lot of new information. So I think it'll be a great podcast. It'll be a break from the technocracy, although. It does have to do with the technocracy because she knows all about the regulations in homeschooling and in births and birthing and hospitals that affect our ability to operate the way we want to in line with natural life. So without further ado, I'm going to just jump right into Lars Butler because we have a lot to cover here and this is probably going to take a few shows uh not as long as elon musk because um i need to just show you the technology uh of mind twinning and where these people are at with it now and then i need to move on to peter thiel to sort of wrap up this first 20 episodes which will be the beginning foundation of the Marvel supervillains that are behind the development of what I believe is going to be the real life Matrix, and eventually I will get into. I know there's other podcasters and people that talk about you know uh, nanobots and such, and we touched on that with Ray Kurzweil. We showed him literally talking about putting nanobots in our bloodstreams. And there's a lot of people that, um, that have different theses on this topic. And so I'm going to show you mine. I'm building out mine because I think you need to know where they are going with this. But first let's just watch this quick video with Lars Butler. He is the founder of AI foundation. You'll be able to create your own personal AI extension into a look sound and think like you learn everything about you and stay in sync through dynamic mapping that happens through ongoing conversations okay and for those of you who are not watching the video version at pain.tv gold i just played a 20 second clip here you heard it of Lars butler who is the ceo and founder of ai foundation but that was not Lars Butler. That was a deepfake CGI rendition of Lars Butler in a more simplified version of the video that I shared at the end of yesterday's podcast with the soulmates, which AI Foundation is working with to build realistic, real-life CGI humans, digital humans, they call them. The digital humans with souls. Yes, they have souls. The digital humans have souls, but the real humans do not have souls, says Yuval Noah Harari of the Force Industrial Reich. And so this was a CGI projection of Lars Butler. So what I want to do now is I'm just going to show you quickly. This is Lars Butler's Twitter page. For those of you not watching the video version, it says right here, Lars Butler, investor, philanthropist, humanist, humanist. And I laugh at that. I laugh, I laugh, I laugh because Lars Butler is anything but a humanist. These people that are operating within this technocracy, these master's of the universe that are trying to hijack natural life are trying to hijack everything from humanity down to the last blade of grass and put it under their control by uploading a software into every breathing living thing on the planet are anything but humanists they are anti-humanists some may call them transhumanist, but transhumanism is just the bridge term. It's the soft blow to anti-humanist, which is what? A purveyor of genocide. And as I've said before, this is technocratic genocide. As Ray Kurzweil puts it, as Dennis Bushnell puts it, we are in the human evolution of humans. When humans hijack their own natural evolution, take control of it and try to engineer it both through social engineering and biological engineering and so these people are anti-humanity anyone who wants to take humans minds their thoughts upload them into a cloud and then beam them down into robotic non-biological iron man suits is anything but a humanist so what we are going to do is we are going to watch this video, which I found from 2012. It was done by Bloomberg, an interview with Lars Butler. And the reason why we need to watch this is because I want you to see what Lars Butler was back in 2012. I have an hour-long speech by Lars Butler around the same time which we will do as an entire show but that is going to be very painstaking because he's kind of boring in the beginning you will see he is like a james bond villain type character he fits right in with henry kissinger henry kissinger He was on TV when I was a child, and my name is Henry Kissinger. I work for President Richard Nixon. I wrote the Depopulation Agenda in the 1970s. I mean, he's like Jabba the Hutt. And Henry Kissinger, George Soros, what did George Soros say in his interview with Steve Croft on 60 Minutes many years ago when Croft said... Well, George, do you feel guilty that when you were 14 years old, you were a Jew in Nazi Germany, that you had to help point out other Jews to the Nazis? And he said, well, if I didn't do it, someone else would have. That's like Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, do you uh, feel bad? Do you regret having to eat that Filipino boy's uh, genitals that you cut off and Put in your freezer. Well, if I didn't do it, somebody else would have. You know, that's who we're dealing with. But this guy's character, his demeanor, his voice fits right in line with Henry Kissinger, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, and the rest of these weirdos. You know, I mean, these are the people that are our enemies. And you say to yourself, well, how many of these guys stem from Operation Paperclip, which was a program that the United States government ran after World War II, where we imported over 1,500 Nazi scientists and engineers to work on military, intelligence, torture, mind control programs for us in various government agencies. How many of these guys stem from that? How many of these guys grew out of that? I don't know. But we're going to investigate that in future episodes because it's very important. But I'm going to show you this interview with Lars Butler. And then we, because I want you to see video before I get into his bio and before we start to delve into AI Foundation and the work that they are currently doing. I think you need to get a feeling for his character, his persona. And then we start getting into his background and his connections. So you could see what kind of man that they installed as a puppet leader of developing this AI, artificial intelligence community, and specifically focusing on the development of the actual mind-twinning software of which I believe will be connected to something like Elon Musk Neuralink, that being the device that pulls the memories out of your head and then transmits them to the cloud via the Bluetooth-enabled chip in the back of your skull. But it has to go up to a software that then processes that data and creates this AI digital mind twin of yourself or of these people that are building it We don't know yet how this is going to work, who's going to have access to it, who it's going to benefit, but I'm sure as hell convinced it's not us. I know they don't love me. I know Lars Butler does not love me. So there's going to be a software that has to build these mind twins, and that is what Butler is working on. And then eventually, I believe, all of the twins – All of the knowledge, the thoughts sucked out of each of our respective heads will be combined into a massive AI hive mind um, sort of super brain in which Yuval Noah Harari sort of discusses where he says that uh, those who have control of the data will be the masters of the universe and that data is the gold. Data is the gold today. It is the most valuable asset not property, data. And Ray Kurzweil, we investigated him in the first couple of episodes where he talks about beaming this AI hive mind down into your neocortex so you have a third layer of your brain that has access to all this super knowledge, which you know they are not giving us, right? They are not giving us (laughs) access to the super knowledge. We are the slave class. We are the peasants. We are the plebeians. So we're going to watch this Bloomberg video. I'm going to break it down for you. And then we're going to get into the bio, the resume of Lars Butler. And I will show you his connections to the NSA, to the cyber world, to CIA through intelligence. And then we will review, believe it or not, a paper he wrote. Oh, not about artificial intelligence in as far as the mind twinning but a detailed paper he wrote on why we need to be the leaders in artificial intelligence super weapons and this is the man who wants to help you create a mind twin digital human of yourself and folks why because he loves you lars butler loves you i love you all so much Folks, I'm going to take a quick break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv.
0: Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.